When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi guys, welcome to a brand new watchlist stream. I'm Nymphria and with one game left of the Monster Game Week 26, it's time to look ahead to Blank Game Week 27 with some watchlist players. I'm joined as always by my good friend Kylie. How you doing buddy? I am good, Nim. Hi, everyone who is watching. Yeah, what a night last night was in terms of uh, in terms of football. My goodness. Yeah. The throwback to the uh, famous Aguero five <laughs> goals at Newcastle kind of moment. Yeah. So, um, I'm sorry in advance if my lighting comes and goes. <laughs> we and we are running a little bit late because. Outside my window, the apocalypse is happening. It just went from like broad daylight to like snow, the middle of a snowstorm, <laughs> and now it seems to be lightening up again. So it's all it's all happening. It's, it's all moment. happening. <laughs> so you may get Fifty Shades of Kylie today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we had a really big announcement about added games at the end of last week. As, so that's set about kind of wildcard and free hit madness, you know, loads of people going completely off track to their original plans. With all of this, no, what will we attempt to cover today, Kylie? Right. So as always, we're going to have a look at some of the picks, maybe a little bit outside the box um, that you can look at for the immediate game week, of course, game week 27 does have one double that's Burnley again and then it does have a couple of blanks so Chelsea Arsenal Liverpool don't play and of course most of us are quite heavily loaded up on Arsenal and Liverpool players in particular and then of course we have some doubles in 28 and 29 big blank in 30 so we're like right in the thick of the kind of crazy periods so we want to cover maybe some examples that might be good for those who are free hitting this week and then a couple of picks that are maybe sort of more for the, the midterm period to get you through that whole period. And I guess it's worth saying, as always, this is Thursday afternoon. News could drop. So yeah. please keep on top of any news that comes out after the stream. Absolutely. And yes, please do get any comments or questions in the chat as well, because we will try and get around to those for you. But our first pick of this watch list is Veghurst of Burnley. We would have had him in our watch list last game week if it wasn't for that flagged injury, Kylie. <laughs> but he's made it in this week. He's finally made it. After a couple of game weeks, he's in. And I'm really looking at getting this guy in ahead of game week 27 because of his double. I went Jimenez last week, you know, because the flag kind of put me off. 
regretting it little now, you know. <laughs> Let's maybe wait and see what Jimenez does tonight before, you know, feeling like I've completely written off that whole situation. But um but yeah, Vekers looked very good in that in that first game. He's not your usual Burnley player, but a spearhead that Burnley attack absolutely needed. He's six point five million, so he's an absolute bargain. And Kylie will fill you in more of the fixtures in just a second. But he's still relatively low owned at 4.7%. Expect that to change with the double ahead and so many people using their free hits. Some wild cards I'm sure will be flying about. And he's just going to be quite largely brought in I think ahead of the double. Could he even be captaincy material Kylie do you think? It's not a traditional captaincy choice, but I think that we will see a lot of people putting the captaincy on him just simply because of the fact that, you know, he is capable of getting goals. Burnley have been showing some drive finally in the last (laughs) couple of weeks. Uh, Pope. Yes. Vindication, Kylie. Vindication. We said it last week when the doubles were announced, but Actually, he's delivered this he time with back-to-back <laughs> What a legend for those who own him. Mm-hmm. Uh, not me, by the way. Yeah. But um, <laughs> we we just give out the watch list picks. We don't follow them. <laughs> no, not. Maybe you should sometimes. Although I did with Jimenez last week. so You, you did. Know. That's true. And I did with Saka as well. Yes. So there's, you know. Actually, you persuaded me into getting Saka last game week. Oh, you're welcome. So far, (laughs) it's worked out okay. (laughs) Hopefully Hopefully that continues. Although granted, one of my picks a few weeks back was Edward. And oh Mm. my God, just while we're talking about 6.5 million forwards, I really have so much buyer's remorse. I mean, imagine (laughs) playing like 30 seconds in a double game week. What even is that? I know so, that's so just blocking ridiculous. those points on the bench, isn't it? That that's like it's like the sole reason he was brought on. <laughs> well, I have thirty points on my bench. So. Ooh, ouch! I got a mentor last on my bench. He's last on mine as well. I have Dawson, yeah. Foster, etc. So anyway, less said about benches. Um, <laughs> question was: Is Fergust a good choice yes. for captaincy? I think he's not a bad choice. Look, mm-hmm. there are. Some big picks, we've got City, United, Spurs, and I think that captains will likely come from those being the kind of more standard popular picks. Mm -hmm. But I think that we will see a number of people choosing to captain by Crest, and I think that we will also see people captaining the likes of Pope, right, just because it's that double game week fever and Burnley are on it a decent run at the moment. Whether it's the most sensible option, I don't know, but I, I think that you can make a case for it in, in this particular week. You know, if they all had doubles, then you obviously wouldn't do it. But yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think there's a case for him. I think that anyone like myself who has Edward may as well go in for Veghurst. There is literally no point in holding on to Edward. He's yeah. Yeah. horrifying um Absolutely. and you know in terms of fixtures the fixtures are largely good over the next period so we've got the double of course which is palace and leicester mm-hmm. and then they've got brentford southampton maybe in 30 yeah and i think this fixture is the one that people think is maybe a bit more likely to drop into the game week 30 um but obviously it relies on fa cup results so we don't know that yet 
but obviously if they do play that game week that makes the transition period a little bit easier mm-hmm. um they do have a couple of tricky fixtures so it's 28 for chelsea and then in 31 i believe for city but then after city they play norwich you know okay. which is always nice yeah so you know while you don't necessarily want to feel strange to be going in on burnley attack uh, absolutely the season <laughs> and I, he may not necessarily be like a long-term buy for people but it, he doesn't feel like a problematic buy given the fixtures that they they do have so I, I think you can't go sort of too far wrong with him there yeah I mean he's not been doing too badly in terms of minutes as well so he's played five fixtures for Burnley since he's arrived the first two were 90 minutes but then it got a little less based on this niggling injury that he seems to just be carrying through games so he He's tending to come off a little earlier in games at the moment. However, in his 429 minutes, he has scored one a goal and got two assists. Did you get focused in this wagon that happened last game week, Kylie? Did you have him for, for oh, that I had ball? <laughs> oh, yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> of course you did. Oh, man, that's, yeah. I mean, I'm waiting to see on Jimenez as to whether I went the right way or not. But, uh I'm pretty sure that Veghurst will be coming in this week for me yeah. for uh, Josh King. What are the Rich stats are good. looking like? Seems a good move. So yeah. I think it's a bit tricky with with stats for Veghurst. Obviously, if you're looking at them in comparison to other forwards who have been playing for the whole season or much of the season, because he's you know he's only just joined Burnley and he's played five games with them. Um, so he's got an XG of zero point nine one and an XA of point zero nine for those five matches. Okay. That obviously doesn't sound high, but it's about you know sort of certainly the the goal XG is kind of about on par with what he's actually delivered, and he seems to be outperforming on the XA side, which is a bit yeah. strange. But um, <laughs> in all of his games, he's had ten attempts, seven in the box, and three on target you know not huge but it's not bad mm-hmm. and he's also created five chances one of which was a big chance um, yeah. and then obviously the two assists from that so you know it's not bad I think the fact that he has a double we know unless he's injured he will start Burnley are looking like they've got some fight in them mm-hmm. like and they need it because it's going to be really difficult to save themselves from relegation just given where they are currently in the table. Yeah. Um, but there's still time to there's still time to do that. And there's there's a few recent results for other teams that kind of maybe give them a little bit of hope. So I, I think all of that combined makes him, yeah, a, a good buy. And mm. given he's not competing with all stars mm. in our front lines. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Not too, not too difficult to convince yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just to go for it. And I think it, the one thing Burnley don't really have is much of a backup in that striker role. So, you know, where in some of the other teams with that sort of price point, like you said, with Edward, that, you know, teams have a lot more options than what Burnley do. So I feel like, you know, Veghurst should be pretty much kind of yeah, the, the mainstay at the front of, of that attack unless, you know, any injury crops up. So our second pick is Sancho of Man United. Now, we've gone Sancho on recent form with a main eye on Watford rather than long-term fixtures, right, Kylie? Yeah, 
definitely. Um, it is much more of, I, I think, a free hit pick. So mm -hmm. there's obviously plenty of people in the community who are playing free hit this week. Yeah. Um, some of which maybe have a second free hit available um, and, and others that just sort of think that this is the optimal week, which is understandable. Um, in that instance, I think Sancho is a great free pick, uh, free pick, free hit option. <laughs> Um, because it he would be nice if he was free. <laughs> I mean, that would, that, that would definitely be helpful. right? Um, so he's obviously playing Watford and although Watford had been quite resilient under Hodgson for their first few games, they did just concede what, four goals to mm -hmm. Palace last night. So yeah. seems prime picking time. Um, it is a good fixture. They, they have some actually pretty horrible fixtures coming after that. So that's mm. why we're sort of saying, maybe not long-term. So they've got City in 28 and, you know, they don't have a double. They've then got Tottenham, Liverpool, which is probably a blank in, in game week 30. Um, so it's a bit of a sort of tricky, tricky run there. Um, mm. I think anyone transferring him in is probably maybe doing the hokey pokey thing and kind of transferring him back out to yeah. optimize. Um, but with doubles on the horizon, I think you may want to focus more on those. So it's a little bit hard. So I think, for all the reasons we'll outline, great free pick. Oh, I did it again. What's wrong with me? I need more coffee. Sorry, guys. I'm not even making sense. Free pick. What is a free pick? Oh, my head. Well, from now on, people, pick. it's not the free hit. It's I'm, a free pick. I'm obviously trying to say like free hit pick mm -hmm. and I've lost my ability to articulate <laughs> In general, it's, it's been good. a long day, guys. Sorry, <laughs> um, but I also think what what will be interesting is, of course, the last time United played Watford, it was fairly soul destroying for their fans. Yeah. Um, I know at the time that happened, I was actually wedding dress shopping um, <laughs> with one of my bridesmaids who is a hardcore United fan, oh, wow. and um, we emerged from finding my dress which was great um but we emerged and she saw the score and was you know we had to go and get wine quite quickly because yeah. she needed that sort of therapy that's a whole <laughs> tangent but the the thing is you know will we see united very motivated to get revenge there mm -hmm. i don't know but i think sancho like he's a big differential right yes yeah, he's just 3% ownership at the moment, so massive differential. I not really considered him, but if, like you were saying, if I was on a free hit, I definitely would take a punt on him. He's a nice price point at 8.9 million, so he's not going to break the bank. He's not quite premium premium. I think many haven't really looked at him because of Bruno and Ronaldo recently. I mean, Ronaldo potentially dropped off form a little bit, but, you know, because because... The whole focus has been around whether to go with Bruno or Ronaldo or both. Sancho's just kind of slipped under the radar. I feel he's just kind of, you know, looking a lot more kind of happy in his position and just getting on with things. Man United in general have looked a little more like themselves in the past two matches. Well, at least, you know, we'd expect them to, to do well, you'd think, in, in the next fixture. What, what's the data saying? So... There's been a big shift for, for Sancho, which is really good because obviously it's taken a long time for him to to settle in. And this is kind of the first period where we're actually seeing 
why he was sought after and, mm-hmm. and the potential that he does have. Yeah. So his XG for the season is 3.49. His XA is 2.59. So he's slightly underperforming against his XG, but I think we might start to see him be a little bit more prolific. Mm-hmm. Over the last four matches, he's had nine attempts on goal. Four of them were on target and three of them were big chances. So it's not that he's necessarily shooting you know, at this astronomical rate, but we can see that the quality of chances are there. So that's something yeah. that's really encouraging. And what's actually quite interesting in particular is that if you look at his data for the course of the season, now he's obviously not been playing every match, so it's a bit, <laughs> you know, in and out, but regardless, he's actually had 17 attempts on goal across the season. Six of those were on target. So basically his numbers over the last four weeks or four games represent half of his, you know, output yeah. for the whole season. So uh, that's a pretty significant increase. Yeah. Um, and that comes with confidence. It comes with the fact that he's been getting the minutes mm-hmm. and everything that's been going on at United obviously is contributing to the fact that he seems to have kind of a hesitate to say nailed down that spot, but yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, the timing is good if you're in a position where you can get him because, mm. as you pointed out, Bruno and Ronaldo are far from differential. I think in the free hits this week, mm-hmm. it is challenging to find differentials because, you know, a lot of people are going to want those city midfielders. They're going to want Son. They're going to, you know, probably prioritize Bruno. Yeah. They're looking at Kay and they're looking at Vegas. They're looking at Pope. Mm-hmm. you know a lot of must have these kind of characters in there and then maybe some of the differentials are kind of too left of center mm-hmm. and he feels like maybe you know a nice pick if you can squeeze yeah. him in yeah absolutely he looks a lot more like the Sancho we were promised when he first arrived at United and we haven't seen much of um he's managed two goals and three assists so far this season one of those goals and two of those assists coming in the last three game weeks as you were alluding to there so you would expect something from him against Watford I would have thought okay let's move on to our third pick and it's Rafinha of Leeds now we were a little reluctant to go with Rafinha based on his recent game time there seems to be some sort of confusion confusion over why his minutes have been a bit limited but we know it isn't because of injury right Kylie so part of Ooh. Because he is their best player. You, you just dropped out a bit there. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Um, yep, yep, you're back. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Again, so. Apocalypse, you know, I'm just. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> seem to be a bit frozen, um, but I can still just about hear you. So you're kind of dropping in and out. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. But, um. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think you're good. I think you're good. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, as as I was saying, crazy weather, and I don't know if that's having something to do with it because my internet is usually very good. Um. <laughs> anyway, so with Rafinha, yeah. He, so in game week twenty five, I think it was twenty five. Um, he was uh taken off at halftime so that was obviously something that was really unexpected given he is their best player Mm -hmm. and then um 
in the first match for this game week, so 26, um, he was benched. So he now he did come on in the second half and he did score, which was obviously very helpful for his owners, like myself. Um, we don't really know. I think there was some conjecture with the first time this happened when he was taken off that maybe it was injury-related. It was since confirmed that it wasn't. So now there's some conjecture that it has to do with the contract negotiations that are going on. There are rumours that Chelsea are interested in him. I mean, what I would say on this, because it is something that I was quite concerned about over the next few weeks, um, I was listening to Seb on Scoutcast, and he's a Leeds fan, so he was talking about this and Bielsa and his whole approach to issues around maybe players wanting to leave. Um, and he did say that he found it incredibly unlikely if that was the source of the mm. issues that uh, Rafinha would even be on the bench. So hopefully whatever that was, has been put to bed and yeah. Rafinha will continue to play because obviously, you know, I, I think we're going to touch on it, but that this double just gone was not optimal. Liverpool no. and United, tricky. Mm -hmm. The next one does look better. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, we all know how amazing Rafinha can be. I mean, he's Leeds' top scoring player with 102 points this season. That places him above KDB and Mares so far in points. He dropped off form a little around game week 23 and we had to kind of, you know, think about whether we wanted him in our teams. And most of us kind of sold him on with, with other, you know, double game week players and the minutes got a little bit muddled. But you can see then why, you know, his ownership has dropped so much and he's now around that kind of 14.7% ownership. Um, he is a nice price though at 6.5 million. So if you have somebody like Trossard, like myself, <laughs> just sat there taking oh. up living rent-free <laughs> in, in my team, then he's potentially a, a great replacement for him. If I went for him, it would be with one eye ahead to that Game Week 28 double, as his fixtures before that are a little sketchy, right, Kylie? Yeah, um, so it's, I mean, it's not too bad. So he's got he's got Spurs. Now, mm -hmm. Spurs just lost to uh, to yes. Burnley, and then True. they, they were so good against City, the one before that. So it's like, which Spurs will show up? I I don't know. I own Son, so I... Do you know what? I actually I own Son and Rafinha, so I really hope that's a goal fest between the two of them. But I, <laughs> so I you're have telling to me to know. take an extra hit for Rafinha. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, since the last one worked out so well. Yes. Uh, yeah, I... So Spurs is a bit one of those kind of funny matches. It's quite mm. hard to... to you know, Spurs defence not currently amazing so mm. it's a little bit difficult to kind of know what to expect there but then after yeah. that they do have the double it is Leicester and let's be honest right now Leicester are amazing to play against <laughs> people I mean, see you... Leicester and they're like woohoo let's well, go this is it prime They've Norwich become... time <laughs> yeah I mean it's like and it seems a crazy thing to say I mean I wouldn't want to have a defender against mm. Leicester because they have been a great attacking team all season, one of the best performers in that category. But defensively, absolutely woeful. So yeah. in that respect, it does look promising for Rafinha. They have Villa as well. Now, Villa, like the last couple of games have not looked good, um, either defensively or attacking-wise. They, they're definitely conceding goals. So... Mm -hmm. I, you know, in 28, that looks quite good. And then they've got Norwich, which, you know, 
is always nice. And uh, and then they've got Wolves in 30. And that's key because we know that fixture is going ahead. Yeah. So that's one of those ones that's already locked in because neither Wolves or Leeds are still in the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. So I think people who are looking to navigate the next little period, uh, maximise a double in 28 or 29, and then you know, muddle through 30 and not play a free hit, mm-hmm. Rafinha is a good buy in, in that respect. Yeah, absolutely. You know, kind of know what you're getting with Rafinha. Yeah. He can be absolutely pure class, can he? He's got nine goals and two assists this season on some of the set pieces too and looked great when he came on against Man United where he got his goal. Uh, you know, it just looks like he has something to prove at the moment and that's kind of really great for FPL managers because that's what you want. You want a player that's, you know, consistently going to try his best to do what he can to, you know, impress. And and that's all you can ever ask in an FPL play because, you know, the likelihood of getting returns is so much higher then. I don't know if I'm being a little bit blind on him, Kylie, because I was an early season Rafinha owner and he did very, very well for mm-hmm. me. Does any of the data back up? you know, getting him in and considering him for the coming weeks? So over the course of the season, as we know, he has been excellent. Now uh, he has, from an XG perspective, outperformed in that metric. So his XG is 6.16 for the season. um, And he does have the nine goals, of course. And he's got an XA of 3.87. What is interesting is that over the last four matches, his performance level is down. So he has had only three attempts. Now two of them were on target, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, And he's created four chances. So his output has been lower, but again, that's been during this kind of funny little period where there's obviously been something going on. So I would sort of be hesitant to sort of dismiss him Mm -hmm. because of that data when we've had effectively two seasons demonstrating how he can pull a goal out of absolutely nowhere um, yeah. on his own. So <laughs> yes. uh, he, he has saved leads on, on many occasions by doing that. So I, I think, I think he kind of had a, a, a goal ruled off side against Liverpool last night, right? Potentially as well. So I didn't actually see that. No, I remember okay. when Liverpool's goal, sorry, Leeds goal was ruled out. Mm-hmm. Um but I didn't realise that it was actually... I don't know if he got the last yeah. touch on it, but he was definitely zooming into the into the box at the time. So Zooming. Uh, <laughs> zooming. He was kind of right in there. He slid in, um, and I don't know if he just caught the toe. So I think if it, was, if it had gone in, I think it might have been some question over whether he got it or... Yeah. But see, I had double Liverpool defence last night, so it's uh. like... Which is more robo beneficial. owner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a lucky person. Happy, happy robo owner. I had four <laughs> players missing in the first round of this double yeah. game week. So okay. I was like, I, you need to get me something. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, look, with, with Rafinha, just to sort of close out on him, I think we all know the quality that he has. Uh, Leeds do need to get results. He does have uh, a decent sort of immediate run up um, mm-hmm. post Spurs match. And he always feels a very stable option. So I think it's hard to determine with midfielders who you're going to bring in because there's a lot of really interesting options that you could go for at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe Rafinha is one of them that you're considering or is not. But the good thing is he's someone that you can just kind of have in your team for the long haul and, and he will quite consistently get you returns. Agreed. 
Hi everyone, just taking a break here to mention this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's a better H-E-L-P. We all know that everything that's going on in the world is putting a strain on all of us and reaching out to speak to someone is a good idea uh, if you are struggling. BetterHelp is an app that can help improve your mental health and you can match with your own licensed professional therapist within 48 hours. It provides a secure online platform for professional therapy who have a broad range of experience and this might not always be available locally to you. Uh, it lets you do this from your own home through video or phone sessions at times that suit you. You can even log into the app and send a message to your therapist 24-7 who will reply with a timely and thoughtful response. Note that it's also more affordable uh, than traditional offline therapy and there is financial aid available to you too. Uh, if you don't get on with your therapist, you can change therapists for free. Note this is a US app, but there are clients worldwide, over 2 million of them. Uh, but do bear in mind of the time differences if you do decide to sign up. Uh, you can visit the website, which is betterhelp, betterhelp.com. You can check out the reviews, betterhelp.com forward slash reviews. Uh, there's people who said that they love it because they hate going uh, places and they don't feel comfortable um, doing so, but they, they've you know, felt really good doing it through BetterHelp. Uh, other people have said that they're quick to respond to their messages, kind and understanding, and they feel comfortable opening up um, over the app without a fear of being judged. So if you like the sound of that, you can get 10% off your first month. Just go to BetterHelp, betterhelp.com forward slash scouts. That gets you 10% off your first month and you can join all the people uh, that are using the app. Well, we have some questions in the chat just before we kind of head on over to the Scout watch list bits. Um, so are you both set on Vegas captain or a single game week player? Have you kind of settled on your captaincy yet, Kylie? Um, for my team as it stands, mm -hmm. it would be Son. Um, yeah. But that's because I don't currently have Vegas in my team. Mm -hmm. I could be swayed to Veghurst just for the upside <laughs> potential and excitement yeah. of captaining a doubler. <laughs> mm. uh, but I'm not entirely sure yet, Yeah, to be told. So I'm on Bruno at the moment just because I have neither Sun or Veghurst, but I'm pretty sure that Veghurst will be coming in for King and I'm pretty sure, which I think is a question a little bit further down potentially, um the desire says i'm thinking of selling salah for sun bring back salah on double game week 29 because sun's game week 28 fixture is more likely favorable than salah what's your thoughts on that so i'm actually considering doing the hop off hop back on with salah myself and um because i have bruno i would go to sun from salah and then after uh, United's lovely Watford fixture I would then move Bruno back to Salah and, and get him in that way so not sure if that's any help to anyone I haven't yet decided whether I'm going to free hit uh, I think there's a lot of really great looking free hit teams out there neither myself or Kylie are on a free hit at the moment I don't think either of us am I right in saying Kylie neither of us at the moment are actually swayed enough yet to hit that no. button um I definitely so, won't be free hitting. Yeah. I um like as it stands with a free transfer, I will have a game week twenty seven full eleven. So yeah. um nothing sort of happened to sway me off my plan. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that I will, and that doesn't necessarily mean that I will use my, my second one in game week 30. Yeah. Um, I think I'm kind of leaving myself with a door open to other opportunities to maximize it. Yeah. But I think it's also justifiable for, for people who do want to play mm-hmm. it this week. I think absolutely. if you've got two, it's absolutely... Um, yeah, I mean, if you have an, two, it's a lot easier. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense <laughs> yeah, to, absolutely. to play. Yeah. Um, but for myself and you, we've only got the one, so it feels a little more like, you know, there might be a potential better opportunity down the way, as you say, to utilise it. For myself, I feel like as long as I can cover one of the main Spurs assets in, in Kane or Sun, um, I have Bruno hopefully i'll be getting veghurst so really the main the main people i'd be missing would be a burnley defender and maybe a city attacker and i guess i've just gotta hope really that that doesn't cost me too many points in one game week and that i'd be able to hopefully make those points back up in a, in another week Well, I think that's the way everyone just as a general note has to look at this period because there are so many different types of game weeks Mm -hmm. coming up and we all have, um, you know, a different approach that we can take, which makes it exciting. It does. An opportunity to (laughs) be a bit different, which is not always the case. Mm -hmm. There's usually quite clearly prescribed sort of go-to strategy for chip play. So that is good. Um, But also it you're not going to be able to fully optimize your team for every single week. And, you know, you sort of pick and choose the ones that that you do want to make the most of and and kind of look at these next four weeks really as a whole. How can I make the most gains during that whole period rather than each week in isolation? Because Mm -hmm. obviously if you're free hitting or you're not free hitting and you're looking at someone who is, they're going to have all the shiny new toys that yes, you don't exactly have. that, yeah. And that's the joys of free hitting, but, you know, there will be an opportunity for you to do that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, um, it's, it's pretty much the whole, you know, free hit, wildcard, triple captain, you know, debate that's been going on all of this yeah. week. I mean, it was extremely hard watching everyone last week just having a brand new wildcard team and you're sat there thinking, oh, you know, they've got all these, so many extra players than I have for a double game week, you know, and looking incredibly good. But um, I think it's just, like you said, interesting to know and to, to bear in mind that you might have a different strategy to others, but where you may like lose out now, you could gain later. So, you know, try not to kind of worry a little bit on that one. Yes. And one last question. Which part of Australia are you from, Kylie? I am from Melbourne. So living in not so sunny Dublin. <laughs> yeah, it's not snowing in Melbourne right no, now. No. Well, I don't think so anyway. <laughs> unlikely. Very yeah. unlikely. <laughs> okay. It's that time of the episode where we're going to take a look at the Fancy Football Scout watch list ahead of Game Week 27, which you can find on the first page of the website. It takes into account a player's form, fixtures, player's position that in mind anything that catches your eye on this week's scout watch list Kylie well I do love the fact that a certain Brogia has uh moving up the rankings yeah both our picks actually are moving up the rankings there this week (laughs) oh yeah that's true that's true so Mm -hmm. that's quite exciting we're you know obviously the scout powers that be 
agree with yeah. with us and it's actually <laughs> interesting to see um that zaha staying steady sort of towards the bottom of the the mid table rankings and anybody who went for a punt on zaha <laughs> clearly the correct crystal palace yes. <laughs> option for the double game week and last um, week we were like nah on zaha so they got, got a bit nah. sass for that <laughs> yeah. but we weren't feeling it but hey like who would have seen him doing that i mean come on fair play to the lad and fair play yeah. to anyone who went with him it, which is pretty much what I said on my stream last week I was like if you're gonna go for him then you know what I, I wish you well down that road like I will wave to you I will give you all my best wishes <laughs> in, in enjoy picking that Zaha person and whatever he brings you but I will not be joining you on that road this, this, this is the thing like, <laughs> I, it's so hard being a content creator it really sometimes is. everything comes back to haunt you it does. <laughs> I on the Amigos pod like the previous week's one and I was asked would I consider bench boosting in, in 26? Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, my <laughs> bench, they all play, but they're all a bit crap. Like there's <laughs> no way I would do it. And now it's like 30 points sitting on my bench. I'm like, oh. <laughs> So it does come, come mm. pity on us because yes. what we say comes back to haunt us. <laughs> Always. <much> so. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I've noticed that um, Tarkovsky is, is making some moves there. So if you're looking yeah. for, a, you know, an an extra Burnley defender seems to be playing again now and, and could be a, a good shout for, for that particular period. And uh, welcome Ducky to the chat. He says, don't free hit 27. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, we may we may be regretting that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> at the moment, at the moment, we're not. <laughs> so, you know uh yeah don't follow us don't do as we do <laughs> clearly don't and clearly yeah. don't okay then let's move on to our watch list picks for gaming 27 and my pick this week is raheem sterling i think i like to plump for the headaches and go with pep roulette players as i went for mares um a couple of game weeks ago in my watch list pick and so far, he's done me pretty proud. So why not go for another? You know, why not why just plump for another? Uh, I'd like to get Sterling myself this week. And if I did end up free hitting uh, against Rubber Ducky's wishes there, then, um, <laughs> you know, Sterling, Sterling would definitely be a consideration for me in that team. He's just in unbelievable form. He's worked his way up to the seventh best midfielder, four points with 110 he faces an Everton side who have conceded 40 goals this season. I mean, a little bit scared not to own a City attacker now. <laughs> Sterling doesn't have any double game weeks, but his fixtures until the end of the season do look really good. And with City dropping points against Spurs, Pep will be keen to play his best assets in the next few weeks to make sure, you know, he keeps toe-to-toe um, -to -toe with Liverpool there. Uh, he has racked up 10 goals and three assists for the season and three of those goals and two of those assists have come in the last few games so he is in recent form for our podcast viewers who can't see the screen he has an xg of 9.43 and an xa of 3.5 so his stats are backing up his form he's a premium mid so he's not cheap at 10.7 million but it's the cheapest he's been since 2017 yeah. 2018 season so you know 
in terms of like inflation and bargains and all of that sort of stuff right now is prime regime time (laughs) special offer (laughs) um lastly he's been overlooked greatly because of his price and pep roulette with only 4.1 percent of fpl managers placing their faith in him expect that to be a little bit more i would have thought with all the free hitters around uh this particular game week i don't think many will be considering him outside of the free hit but does he have your attention at all Kylie? Uh, he would 100% be on a free hit uh, if I did play it. I mean, Sterling is, you know, he was kind of out in the wilderness for so long, um, yeah. as as sort of happens with, with Pep, because mm-hmm. he does go through these little phases. <laughs> yes. And um, he, he really was on the outs, and it, it just sort of seemed like everything had derailed for Sterling at City. Mm-hmm. And then this season, and particularly recently, he has just come back into firing form. So I think if I were to choose a City player, he would be the one that I would be going for. Mm-hmm. And I completely understand why anyone is is looking at him. Um, we haven't had a huge amount of hat tricks this no. season. And <laughs> he did get one uh, yes, only recently. Did. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, he he is a good, a good chat. It's just, okay. I think in the next couple of weeks difficult to buy him mm-hmm. um with free transfers simply because we're so focused on these doubles and yeah. he doesn't have a double there is always the risk of some degree of rotation so that would put me off at the moment but mm-hmm. i i really do think once we get beyond the next sort of couple of weeks he is someone if he's continuing to look the way he's been looking he's someone that I would want to bring in um, because there's just a lot of upside with him let's be honest yeah absolutely I completely agree and I was actually going to go for Ward Prowse as my pick this week but I actually did mention him a couple of game weeks ago as a watch list pick so um he is definitely one worth some consideration in the future game weeks but Kylie you've gone for his teammate in Brozier that's right. I do have Bruja and he is like the one little shining light of joy among forwards for me this season. <laughs> so cheap. He's 5.4 and I can't remember what I bought him at, but I think it was like 5.1 or oh, 5.2 nice. or something. Nice. So he got a nice little kind of, yeah. <laughs> really of money out of him. Got in quite early on him um, when he sort of started playing consistently and performing and mm-hmm. that, that was great. And he's kind of I'm delighted that he's got a double in 28 now because <laughs> I just, he's not someone that I wanted to sell anyway. Um, he's 11.9% owned, which is actually like quite a bit higher than I would have expected. Mm. But I think it's just because there's a real lack of options in that yeah. particular price range. So his consistency kind of makes him stand out there. And I'd say he's probably a favorite option among many. Mm-hmm. Um, they have ridiculous fixtures. Yeah. Like this is part of the appeal. This is why people are excited about Livermento being back, about mm-hmm. Ward Prowse, about Brugia. You know, they've got Norwich in 27, which is always lovely. Then they've got a double of Villa and Newcastle, which is a great double. Um, as we said, you know, these are teams that concede goals. Then they've got Watford, Burnley, and Leeds, mm. among many other fixtures. So that is extremely enticing. Um, he's got six goals and two assists, and he's got um, an XG of 4.66 and 0.15. So 
from an assist perspective, he's obviously outperforming there. Um, but, you know, in terms of the stats, last four, he's had 12 attempts, 10 in the box, which was what we like to see from our forwards, five shots on target and three big chances. He's second among forwards behind Kane Ooh, for his attempts. Yeah, so he he is shooting. He's shooting pretty accurately. Well, you know, kind of close to 50%. Um, and the fact that he's getting those big chances means that there's quality in terms mm-hmm. of his attempts. So yeah. that's really encouraging to see as well. He obviously didn't score last game week, mm-hmm. but he has been scoring recently. Um, there's a good chance of him playing um, in game week 30 if that uh, West Ham, if, if West Ham win. Mm-hmm. I think it's if West Ham beat them in the FA Cup, then, yeah. then they will play against mm-hmm. Burnley in 30. So as I said earlier, from everything I've read, that seems to be people's belief is kind of the best chance additional fixture we would have drop into game week 30 or stay in game week 30, if you will. Mm-hmm. So as someone who has two Southampton players in her team, <laughs> I am kind of hoping that's the case. Um, yeah. But I, I don't think that people can go too far wrong. Again, there's lots of people who have Edward, <laughs> Josh King, mm-hmm. all of these characters mm-hmm. um, looking to replace them. And I think the biggest challenge that people are going to have is sort of weighing up do you go for the immediate satisfaction of a double with Vegas? Yeah, this week? exactly my diet. <laughs> or do you go Brosia? And I mean, the reality is over the next two game weeks, they have the same number of fixtures. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just really depends on what, what way you want to play that. But yeah. I, he is someone that, you know, hoping that injuries and everything are fine. I would be really happy to keep and continue playing for the remainder of the season. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I I've really been torn this week whether to go Brogia or Verkhurst and because I I've been wanting to sell on one of my Watford guys and with King now getting injured, you know, he's felt like the easy let way for that. And the thing is is that Brogia feels like the better long term pick for me. Uh whereas and that Norwich fixture is just great. Whereas for Veghurst at the moment, it feels like, oh, you know, double game week, but then has slightly tougher fixture with Chelsea. And it's a bit like, oh, do I really want to kind of invest in tougher fixtures going going ahead? So it's really kind of been one of those ones where I'm really weighing it up, but I'm very aware that I'll be wildcarding soon um or use my free hits soon so i'm pretty sure he'll feature in one of those things for me mm. either way um but those stats though my word i think i do need to consider getting him into my my team pretty pretty sharpish cuz uh... actually it's quite funny uh, so fpl rubber ducky hate a little not quite hate but i'm going to judge you anyway get a hate on the brogia train here Ugh. uh remember great... what happened with pope is all we'll say <laughs> great value but not as consistent as the hype suggests uh. expect a return one out of every three games mm. i mean what is your expectation for 5.4 million a month <laughs> forwards point out a forward who gets you more than one goal every three games this season so I, yeah. you know, I still think that's good, like, at 5.4. Sorry, I'm just messing, but yeah, I'm very protective of Brogia. He's he's the only decent one in my forward line. 
yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, if he's done well for you already, then you're certainly not going to say uh, say anything. Although bad, I should stop benching you? him for his goals, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yes, that that would probably that help. Would help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Mullen says, pick one of Ward Prowse or Brozier. You have a preference out of either of those? I think they're both good. My, I, I really do like Ward Prowse. We, we know what he's capable of. The only challenge, I guess, is that there are just so many good midfield options in my mind. And so he's competing with one of those places. Whereas I feel like there's not as many good forwards to to choose from. Maybe less so this week because Kane is you know, obviously on form and Beghurst is really compelling as well. So mm-hmm. maybe for that reason, people might go Ward-Prowse, but I, I'm firmly happy with my midfielders. So mm-hmm. it's the thing that would put me off him. Yep. Um, uh, Robert Duck says uh, that he's had him longer so um well how does he know how long i've had him <laughs> he, he said he's had he, um he's had him longer than you and i didn't say he is a bad pick <laughs> <laughs> just 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 that he's you know wary expects, of him he expects, <laughs> expects more, more. yeah mm. uh, well you know we all expect more of our FPL players less true. than most Salah. <laughs> yeah. absolutely okay well that's it Best of luck for the up and coming game week, guys. I hope you do amazing. Before you go, Kylie will, as always, wrap us up with the admin. Yes. So, of course, leave us a comment below with any players that you like or would like to see covered. Like and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. We'll, of course, be back next time to talk about more. And you can find links to my content and Nim's below as well. And we wish you the best of luck with this game week. Yeah. Catch you later, guys.